You're listening to the Hillspring Church audio podcast. Hillspring exists so that all people can find and embrace a life of faith through Christ. For more information or to get involved, visit us on the web at hillspringchurch.org. Um, a few weeks ago, I was told that I'll be taking today's message. So you can imagine my surprise when last week I was seated right here in front of the church and, um, you know, right here and the message Pastor Dan gave last week was the exact message, I'm telling you. So while everyone's going to, I was like, oh, you didn't just do that, you know? But it's, it's amazing, the exact message as in the same topic, the same Bible verse, but in a different approach. No kidding. You know, I was amazed. So uh, for me, just... It's just another confirmation that justifies, you know, God's greatness. You know, especially as the message was communicated excellently. How many of you believe he did that? Those were around. He he did a fabulous job, you know. And um, I thank God for the calling on Pastor Dan's life, and I appreciate him as um, our leader. I hope you all will be able to connect with me this morning as I share a simple message that says, "Lord, use me." We actually prepared. Um, I actually prepared a slide, but we seem to have some difficulties this morning, so um, you might just have to bear with me and, you know, as I go on. Can you just bow down your heads this morning and pray a short prayer with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we just um, want to appreciate you for who you are. We want to thank you because you are a just and faithful God. You continue to show us that your ways are not the ways of man, and that's why we have come before you this morning to study at your feet. We ask that, um, just like I have said, Lord, use me this morning. Let every word that will come out of me be you and not myself in any way. Let there be less of me this morning and more and more of you as I speak to, your brothers, to my brothers and sisters this morning. I pray that everything I say this morning will impact lives and to touch them as they live here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I... Like I said, you know, today's message uh, may come across as a marketing speech, um, but it's not. I want it to be on record, Christine, that I, was, I wasn't told I was going to be paid commission for sales. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after all, the Bible says that, you know, in Isaiah 1, verse 18, it says, come, let us reason together. And that's what I'm trying to do this morning. I'm sorry we won't be able to see the verses up there, but today we are going to, uh, verse, our chapter, our message is going to be focused on Matthew 25, verse 14 to 27, actually. So I'll start by reading Matthew 25, 14 to 18, and it says, if you have your Bibles, you can go along with me. It says, again, it will, take, it will be like a man going on a journey who called the servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one... He gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put the money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. 18 says, but the man who had received one bag went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. 
Like all the three stewards in this verse, we all have something that God has deposited in us, whether we like it or not, you know? And that is based on our ability. I want us to take note of that word, because while I read the verse, it came up as well. It said ability, right? So as we go on, we'll see the word coming, you know, based on our ability, meaning God won't give you more than he can, you know, than you can carry. That's the truth. Now, in this case, the words, you know, the word bags of gold represents gifts and talents. So while some people figure it out and know how to use such gifts and talents, some people just go dig a hole in the ground and then they bury it. Not because they don't want to, but because they don't understand that they have been given gifts. That's the truth. Now, to, um, verse 19 to 21 says, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And then his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. He now said, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. In the last verse, 21, that we just read now, it clearly shows that God has certain expectations from us as children. And when we surpass them, he's pleased and rewards us accordingly, which is something every parent can relate to. Anyone there? Imagine your kid does something good. How do you feel really good, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's how God feels when he gives us a task or the expectations, he, the things he expects from us to do. And we do them. And not just do them, then we do them well from our heart, not grudgingly. I read on verse 24 to 27, which, which is what we'll be focusing on actually today. Then the, man had received one, then the man who had received one bag of gold came. He said, Master, I knew that you had, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid, and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I was, you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Now, just like the third steward in that last verse, we often make excuses as to why we are not available to volunteer in church. Like I said, this is not a marketing strategy. It's just, you know, it was laid on my heart and I had to share it with you. For most, it's about waking up too early to come on a Sunday morning, while for others, it's about just feeling unqualified or you feel you're unworthy to do certain tasks you know, or, or service in the church. We fail to understand, understand that in God's kingdom, it's not about credentials. It's not about your experience or your expertise. It's all about humility. And the major word there is commitment. Once you are willing to commit to volunteering in church, God, who already knows your ability, will give you the grace required to make it a selfless service. Because that is what is required of you, a selfless service. 
And just like any home, a church is still a family. You can liken it to be a family. You are my family. If I've not told you that before, you're my family, and that's why I can drive over 40 kilometers to come down here every Sunday. I can afford to do that where I live now. But you are my family. I see every one of you as my family, and I owe it as a commitment to give you my service. Now, one of the major issues in churches today is that people are impatient with one another and supposedly love one another, but only from afar. We say we love each other, but from afar. How can you really show me that you love me if you, don't show, if, you don't, if you can't give me that gift that God has given you to work in my life, impact me with it? Most times, it could be discouraging, you know, to see a brother or a sister leave for another church because of what they admire there. When they too can help in their own church to exceed those expectations. You can do it. Whatever you see out there, you can do it. Your church might look small, but I mean, charity begins at home. Every big thing started small. Believe it. You can make Hillspring great. Again, it's not an advertisement for, you know, for Hillspring, but it's just, we're talking about this church. We're a family. So you're going to have to forgive me this morning if I'm a little bit brash, but it's the truth. So instead of walking in and walking out every morning, why not get involved in what's, you know, why not get involved and make it a place where people are welcome to find and embrace the mercy and love which God has given to us in Christ Jesus? It doesn't matter if we are very young, if we are too old, if we are sick, or if we think we have a disability. God doesn't look at that. He sees your heart. He sees your service. He sees what you want to offer. There must be something we can offer God as a service to his people, and that's the truth. Now, does that mean that it's wrong to leave a church? The answer is no. However, we must make sure our reasons are scripturally based and not self-centered, which is the reason why Hillspring Church needs your support today and your guidance. There are various areas in the church where you can be active because the church does need you. If we say to one another that we love each other, and can't sacrifice our time for each other through volunteering or supporting the leadership in any capacity, then we have a long way to go as a church. And that's the truth. How does it feel to walk into church on a Sunday morning and then you are warmly welcomed at the door? The chairs you're sitting on right now, nicely arranged. You know that your children, our children, because your children are my children, they are being catered for by teachers who have devoted themselves for today to be with them while you're here. And then you can also see sometimes during the course of the week and during some Sundays as well, we see some teens up here, you know, helping with the technical team. And it amazes me, you know, it's, it's like, wow, that's, for me, that's, that's, that's inspiring, you know. For one, I'm campus, I love to learn every day. I believe you learn as you grow. There's no end to it. So that's inspiring. You know, when you see teenagers going down there to, you know, to help, it's, it makes me excited. Imagine how wonderful it would be if every one of us contributed not only financially, but also physically in one way or the other. Imagine how blessed as a church we end up being. I want to digress a little bit. The first time I came into this church, and that's why I'm still here today, 
as I walked in with my family, there was a wonderful lady. Her name was Sandy. She gave me the biggest smile ever. There was, I, it was so genuine. And I felt welcomed. I felt welcomed. I felt loved. It wasn't just that. After the service, she took her time to come hug me and my family and tell us that you're loved, you're welcomed. And of course, I felt welcomed. Tell me why wouldn't I come here the week after or the week after that? And it's always been that way, you know? I always thought I was meticulous. I always thought, you know, I was patient. But David, I've never told you this before, but I love you, man. I love you. I, I've learned so much from you, sir. You know, David is an example. He, I mean, he's years older than me, but you see him lift things. You know, he's, this thing, he set it up, most likely. I won't be surprised. But the, the point is, you know, he's, he's selfless. You know, the humility in him is it's amazing. I see the commitment. And, you know, he's patient. He teaches you. You know, he just doesn't, you know, he teaches you as you, as you go, as you walk with him. So I use the word. I don't walk with him. I actually walk under him because I am learning and I want to learn because I'm committed to being a part of this church and to help it grow. Thank you, David. I appreciate you, sir. The list is endless. I can go on and on. I'll use one more person. Kristen, I'm blessed. And I'm not just saying that. I know you have people, brothers and sisters, who help you, you know, every week. But imagine every week, you're committed. I mean... Your words, the, the songs, they touch me. They touch me. They touch me, my sister. They really do. And I believe it touches everyone, you know? So I believe there's someone here who has a gift. You can play the piano, the, the keyboard or something, you know? Encourage her, you know? Don't think, you know, your gift. Come to church. There's something you can offer this church. There's something you can offer Hillspring Church. Please, I want you to begin to think about this. I understand that life hits us with so many things. It's Canada, right? I know. Yeah. But you know, this, just imagine if every one of us, week in, week out, our name is on that roster and we have a task or a service we can give self, selflessly to one another. That's what God expects from us. It's, 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 the, it's the most selfless act one can ever give to his brother if you say you love one another. So please, I'm challenging you this morning, you know, please, you know, mothers, fathers, you know, brothers, sisters, there's something, there's always something in the house of God. As long as you say we're family, there's always something that you can do to help the church grow. We might not be as big as other churches out there. But then it's not a social club. Right? It's not a social club. If I wanted to go to a social club, I know exactly where I will go to. But again, like I said, I used the word, you know, I felt loved. I felt loved as soon as I came into this church. And then I saw people, you know, who were dedicated to serving by volunteering their service. And that inspired me to want to be part of it. We ought to bless one another with, with, we ought to bless one another with that gift of service. Even our Savior, 
Jesus Christ made himself available to be used by God. We all know the story of Christ coming to earth in human form. And not only did he come, he, you know, he did his father's will. I can begin to talk about steps, things he did. He did his father's will. He spread the word. He healed the sick. He did things. He could have, I mean, the king of kings. He could have just sat there and allowed everybody praise him and, you know, do his time and then go back. But he showed us what it meant, you know, to serve. He served his disciples. There were many occasions. He washed their feet. God, you know, it's, it's amazing. That's, that's someone we should emulate, you know? That's someone we should emulate. He did those things. Even when he knew that he was going to die, his time was up. Because he knew. He knew it. He, before he came, he was already on the program. He knew it. And he cried, Lord, take this cup from me. But regardless, he did it. He, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have done that at the last minute. I, I might have chickened out. Yeah, but he did it. It's, you know, it's commitment. Because if he hadn't done that, we all wouldn't be here this morning, 100%. That's the truth. He did those things. He taught us a lot. He taught his disciples. And from his disciples came us, his disciples. So that chain must continue. We must look for something that we want to support the church with. Not financially. We're not talking financially. You know, something. There must be something. You know, there must be something you can support the leadership of this church with. Your time. The children. We need teachers up there. You know, we need, we, need, we need people, you know, to join the roster. You know, imagine being on the roster back to back to back. Whether you like it or not, sometimes it can be cumbersome. It can be tiring. And I don't want to come to church and I'm coming to serve grudgingly. But I'm just saying, just imagine if I serve once in three weeks. And then it's not that I'm just serving once in three weeks, but because there's someone who wants to genuinely serve the week after. Just imagine, and then you give other people to have that opportunity to also have time for themselves. Like I said, I am challenging us this morning. You know, if you're new, I hope you don't get offended and run away. It's just, um, <laughs> it's just you know, it's just how I'm feeling this morning, and I need you to forgive me. One thing we should know for sure is that for us to be able to be used by God, we have to genuinely make ourselves available and also say to him, Lord, use me. It's a simple prayer. You just, Lord, use me. And he'll tell you. <clears throat> he'll tell you exactly where. <clears throat> he'll tell you exactly where he thinks you can be used. He will drop it in your heart, and that's the truth. There, there is no... There's no little service that is little. There's no little service that is little. No matter how little it looks, there must be a place for you to serve. There must be. I see two kids behind there playing. They're having a nice time. You know? And I see some volunteers with them too. Even though they are with us in the message, but that's the kids just knowing that they are adults with them there. It goes a long way. You too can sacrifice that time. You can make it happen, please. As I conclude this morning, I plead to you today 
to consider volunteering yourselves into making Hillspring Church progress into the family, our family, the one that God wants us to be with your service. Again, for you to be able to do that, you must be genuine about it and ask him to use you. As I wrap up, wrap up this morning, I'm going to read First Peter 4, 8 to 11, as slow as I can, hoping that it will sink in. It says, above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. 11 says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength, of, strength that God provides. So that in all things, not one thing, in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I want you to know this morning, my brothers and sisters, that Christ sees the potential in you. He sees the potential in every one of us, whether you like it or not. And he sees us as a potential value to his kingdom. And, that, and before then, we must begin to exert it here in our home as a church. I hope I haven't dampened someone's spirit this morning, but that's the truth. Commit yourself to doing something in the church. Volunteer today, please. Can we just stand up as we pray? Before I pray, I just want us to bow down our heads this morning and commit ourselves again to God. Ask him for his grace. Ask him for his mercy. We are not perfect. Every single one of us are not perfect. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know where, where you're coming from, whatever you, you may be going through, but I want you to know that Christ loves you this morning. And because he loves you, he wants you to know that whatever you're going through, it is settled because you're going to give it to him. Ask him to forgive you your sins this morning. Ask him to set your path right. Ask him to use you for the glory of his kingdom. Father, Lord God, we just thank you for your faithfulness. You alone are worthy to be praised. There is no one like you, Lord. As we come, as we have also come, Lord, this morning to listen to your word. I pray, Almighty God, that my brothers and sisters will see reason and rededicate themselves to you and give their selfless service unto you, Lord. 
because that is what you expect from us as your children. Thank you for using me this morning to you, for these words. And I pray, O oh Lord, that there will be results in Jesus' name.